What is going on guys, it is your boy TKD123 here, back again here on Place and Swords. This is of course, Save Slot Podcast, episode 13, the weekly news show about any and all things PS5, PlayStation games, and PlayStation itself. With me of course, my luxurious co-host, The Arachnid. How are you doing good sir? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm doing good. On a road to Rift Apart actually, I almost intro Tajay as the luxurious co-host. I had to backtrack. Ooh. I was like, hey yo, hold up, I can't be, I can't be using the same intro for the real luxurious co-host how dare i you know what i'm saying yeah we all uh, got our we all got our like our names true true i i don't know what mine would be though hmm. i don't think i need one it's fine it's fine i don't want one i don't want a title you, you don't know? want a title nah, nah i don't know i mean yeah I mean, i've just never thought about it Wait, what does Christian say? Oh, wait, Christian has one for me. Shoot, I forgot what Christian says for me. Oh, I forgot. Next, okay, next time I'm recording Gamescast, I'll really listen to it, and I'll let you know. All right, good to know. Because I, cause I honestly forgot. But, uh, <laughs> of course, some housekeeping here. Catch the show on YouTube.com, Places and Source, as well as podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, etc. via our anchor link down below in that description. You can of course like the video. You can of course like the video and/or rate the podcast to help us get seen by more viewers, so we can grow the PSS family. Down below, of course, as well, you can let us know what you like or dislike about the show, and connect with us further on Twitter and Discord. In that description, we had we had a nerd a day, Carlos, joining our Discord today. Shout out to that. You know, you can be one of the anointed one as well. You know, pretty pretty general, pretty general general discussion in the discord but uh when resident evil village you know gets brought up you know it's uh gets a little guess, wild we wild i guess yeah yeah like you know it, it uh temporarily turns into like you know a bit of a horny discord you know what i'm saying it's all good respectfully being horny modern you know what i'm saying like it's still contained. absolutely contained yes mm, truly 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 if you're feeling generous, feel free to hit the join button to become a member of the channel with the one dollar prince here, just like the homies, Tapiwa Musa and Arachne himself, as well as our five dollar king tier members like Caleb Kaiser, Sidequest Sean, Stadia Vet Gaming, and the homie Owen. Much love to all of you gentlemen on the Prince and King Tier Kin Kin Tier King Tier as well. You can, of course, check out the stream series throughout the week if you missed them. Uh, this week, uh, I was a little bit busy because of a particular car incident that happened to me. All is good. All is well. Um, shout out to my car insurance. But uh, I could not, unfortunately, do Resistance 2 this week. It's been bumming me out. I'm hoping next week I can get on it. But I got some more car things to do next month. I mean, next week. So we'll see. But Metal Gear Solid 4 was played this week. And I have some thoughts and opinions on that but before we get to that podcast reviews let's talk a little bit about these apple Podcasts, nothing guys what why you know what should we give them a question to reply in the podcast reviews i mean we offer them like time to talk mm-hmm I don't think they've got any more reason, like any more incentive. Like they even have the bully me card. Uh, yeah. If yeah, that's not gonna get that. someone to talk, then let them say their piece when they're ready. What's something that people want to talk about though? That like like that would make them, you know, go over to a review section, if you will, and leave something. Um. 
Okay, how about this, guys? In any of the podcast feeds, okay, on the reviews, preferably Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, um, I want you to let me know who would win in a 1v1, Aloy or Laura Croft? Okay. Are we talking Sound reboot good? Laura Croft or are we talking classic Laura Croft? Cause I'm- right, right. Um, I assume reboot would be more fair, right? Because, I mean, that's a similar time frame as Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, same era. Should we people. give our answers? Oh, and I mean, I just debate, I, discuss. I, I don't know if I can answer because I just haven't played the uh, reboots for Tomb Raider, so that's I, fair. I'd be kind of a bias. Yeah, I'd be kind of biased, you know. But of course, baby girl Aloy shot to her. You know what I'm saying? Do Do you have an answer? Uh, Aloy fights robot dinosaurs, gamer. Like Laura Croft has fought some weird stuff but not a robot dinosaur like mm. like she's fought like what Laura's fought is tough but robot dinosaur robot dinosaur and sir they're called machines if you will yeah but don't like machines is vague <laughs> just just to really get it in uh in perspective because there are people like that may have never even seen uh horizon anything horizon so to really like machine can be vague. There's humanoid machines. There's like you're right. There's there are machines that look like animals, but to put it in context, like a robot dinosaur. So, Actually, I oh, oh sorry, sorry no you sorry, go you go you go. No, like I was gonna bring up. You know we're we're talking about Horizon. I think here in a few days it's gonna be free via the uh, play at home. So that's cool. I'm hoping to God Almighty. You know, Shuhei Yoshida himself, that they put out a fucking PS5 patch for this game. Please, please, you did it for Ratchet. Now just do the same thing, but for Horizon. Please. That's all. Should, should I get it on PC? <sighs> I swear to God. <laughs> but amongst all of that, of course, speak, speaking of Arachnite's PC, Arachnite, what have, what have you been playing this week? Um. Uh, been playing a lot of Persona 5. You might have noticed me online on PlayStation. I, I did, I did, I did. So, a lot of Persona 5. Not, nothing new there. Uh, a few friends in my, and I have been casually playing The Game of Life 2 on Steam. The Game of Life 2? Yes, it's just it's literally just the board game, but digitally. And oh, oh, life the board game. Yes, the board game. I have never heard the whole. Is that what it's really called? Yeah. Interesting. I've, 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 I've never played it myself, but out I of, did not know that that was the full title. Yeah. It is out of, out of like five, six hours of total play time. Your boy almost has a one hundred percent win rate. Let's go. Let's go. You know, mostly luck. King shit. Nah, man. It's all skill. It's, it's all, all skill. skill. Uh, what else? Like, other than that, other than Persona, I really haven't been playing a lot. I honestly, me neither, bro. I'm in the same boat. I'm in this. I've been just super busy this week. Um, you know, of course, car accident. Well, not not. It wasn't a car accident. It was a car um incident, if you will. Uh, long story short, a uh, piece of uh, it was probably around like 
30% to 50% of like a piece of tire, like milli rocked my vehicle on the highway. Um, so yeah, so just, just dealing with that, but you, but you, your boy is fine. Everything's all good. You know, I'm safe and sound, not, not a bump or scratch on me. The same cannot be said for my car though. All right. He's not dead, but you know, thoughts and prayers to the homie. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, yeah. So because of that whole thing, I have been playing not as much as I want to this week, but I did manage to beat Outriders. Gotta say, uh, the final boss sucks. The story doesn't make any sense. And I was trying to pay attention to it, but I, I don't know. Like, I was talking about this on Gamescast, Arachnid, but it was literally like, there was a certain point where this character, like, joins my entourage, and I have no idea where he came from. I have no idea why he's here. I don't know when they folded him into the story, and I'm paying attention, Arachnid. Like, like I am trying to pay as much attention as I possibly can. And I do not know where this character came from. That's just how, like, weird the story is. And then, like, I hate how they deliver the story sometimes. Because, like, in the second half of the game, it's your character just, like, giving these huge exposition dumps during gameplay. And it's like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, like what is happening? To, it's like, wait, you, you can't give me this pertinent information while I'm in combat. Like, what? Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, but like other than that, you know, gameplay still fire. Um, I do, you know, I like right now as I sit here, I would be down to play a hypothetical like DLC expansion down the road if they were to bring it out, you know. And the game's gotten a ton of success. A lot of people have been buying it. A lot of people have been playing it. So maybe it will get that DLC. But as of right now, I enjoyed the core game to a degree where I would be willing to go and get DLC for it if it came out in the future. But I cut you off right now. Did you have something to say? I, I do have a... <laughs> I do have a perspective on Outriders. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Okay. okay. Keep it nice and clean and simple. I pre-ordered oh, yeah. Outriders in wow. March. Uh, okay. Then I played the demo. Uh huh. Well, I played the demo first, and then I pre-ordered. Of course, I'm not an animal. <laughs> uh, so and I thought it was solid. I thought it was okay. It's like, is the I, I was like, yeah, this is worth buying. Uh, then I watched some extra gameplay, and I went back to the demo. I refunded that shit real quick. Jeez. Like, yeah, I mean, you. You know what? You tend to talk shit about games I like, but honestly, this one you're warranted. I I, I don't even blame you. That, <laughs> like, yeah, and that gameplay yeah. was not enough to sell me on sixty dollars. Along with the fact that it's like kind of great value division with powers. Yeah, like I think as I played it, I would compare it more so to like a Borderlands low key. Hmm. Yeah, but Borderlands. Borderlands like, makes sense. You, you you know what I mean not there is division in there absolutely but like Borderlands in terms of like the weapon loots and like how unique and like out there some of the weapon mods can be in the game that um, I think are really 
really really well thought out and baked into your abilities as well and how you actually heal in the game depending on the class you have so i think they did a really good job at that which reminds me of like borderlands in terms of just how weird their weapons can be you know yeah i i did play borderlands 2 recently and as like i didn't like it but i feel like i would have liked i liked it more than i would have liked outriders right right but um, are there some other games I played that definitely were tickling my fancy a little bit more? Metal Gear Solid Four, Guns of the Fucking Patriots, Arachnite. Have you played this game? I have. It goes hard. I also saw that clip that Owen well clipped. Oh my god! And that Dude. was funny as shit. I was waiting for that. That claymore scared the fuck out of me. Like, like that was a genuine shock. Oh, I know there. That wasn't like, oh, the streamer's hamming it up for a reaction. Like, that was nope. fear. Nope. I, yup. 100%. 100%. That I'm was, not gonna lie. Yeah, that was a survival instinct. <laughs> when I was playing Resident Evil, like, maybe there was a li- a t- Again, I'm being honest with you guys. Maybe, like, 2% of a ham up in some instances. You know? But overall to- totality, I like to talk it out when I'm kind of scared about something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have to talk it out. So, you know, I'm, I'll am i I'll talk a little bit more. I'll talk to myself sometimes, out loud, you know? So like just talking yourself through a situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, that was a genuine scare. But, dude, Metal Gear Solid 4 is exactly what I wanted after Metal Gear Solid 2. And, like, yeah, I understand that Big Boss is important. Going through MGS3, yeah, da, da, sure, okay. Yeah, I get it. But this is the real shit. This is what I'm talking about. Going back to those core characters, like hearing Otacon again, dude, like, oh my fucking god. Talking to Salt Snake, Salt Snake's aging. We have no idea why yet. We're chasing Liquid Ocelot now. Like, dude, I am so happy with this game, bro. I am loving MGS4 so far. Like, it is already, for me, better than MGS3, 100%. 100%. Damn. Already better off the first episode. Um, I think the gameplay is a very interesting twist that I don't hate, although I can see people not liking it. I get it. But I think it works because, at least in the first act that I played, we're in the middle of a war, right? So, like, having this, like, third-person shooter type of feel is, I think, warranted when Snake's in a war, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like... I assume maybe sometime in the game I'll be doing a little bit of stealth, like more of like a classic Metal Gear Solid feel, like I'm sure. But um, I am loving this game, dude. I think it's phenomenal. The fucking iPod in the menu is lit. Um, Just gathering a bunch of different music tracks, meeting the rats, Meryl, like dude, Colonel, like bro. I am so excited to go into MGS4, man. So excited. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. And I forgot, was it you that told me that it was your favorite Metal Gear or no? Uh, it wasn't me, but it's up there. Okay, it's up there? Alright, alright. Well, you can catch those up on the channel. Um, some of the acts are very long in Metal Gear Solid 4, so we might be splitting up over the course of two days. So like, it might be like a Tuesday-Wednesday stream as opposed to just a Wednesday stream um so definitely keep out on the twitter for that for announcements on when i'll be shooting Metal Gear Solid 4 so that's been going great and lastly here 
Arachnite. You know, I was thinking about, okay, I could I could start Final Fantasy 15 DLC. I've been meaning to do that. I could start Avengers DLC as well. Less meaning to do that, but I'm down to do that. Resident you know? Sleeper. <laughs> That's a sleep. <laughs> Honestly, no. like... I, with the PS5 version, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give the DLC a shot. I'm happy for It's you. free. It's free. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But you know what's crazy? Christian and Jack themselves, host of Excelsior, a Marvel podcast, right? A Marvel Avengers game and just Marvel as a property podcast. I was telling them, yeah, like, think about doing, you know, FF15 DLC or, like, the Avengers DLC. I figured they would vouch for the Avengers DLC. I really did. They were like, nah, just play Final Fantasy 15, man. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Okay, all right. But uh, then I, then I, you know, re recalled, you know, Final Fantasy 7, you know, Arachnid. Obviously, we don't have to go, you know, way into it, but we both are obsessed with that game. Yeah, we adore you know? it. We really do. Um, and I was like, oh, man, I do have a PS2 out there in my living room. And I do have George of Cerberus Final Fantasy VII. And I'm like, you know what? Let, let's just start that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think last night I just got into stage four. And there's ten stages in the game. So I'm like almost halfway through low key. But, um, well, kind of. I think I've beaten three stages out of the ten. Uh, so we're so we're definitely in the thick of it. Of course, this game uh, is stranded on the PS2. Has not been brought to any other console. It is coming to Final Fantasy Ever Crisis though, um, as a mobile game, sometime next year. So that's cool. But um, this game gets a bad rap for its gameplay, and like I see that, but I could be very biased here, Knight. The game has a setting in its options, which I was pretty shocked to see, where it's called like automatic aim. Well, obviously it's auto aim. Um, where um, uh, where like if an enemy is close enough to you, it will just target. And like that sounds like a noob ass thing to do, right? But I think this game warrants that because this game as a shooter is not the best feeling whatsoever when you're trying to aim manually, right? Like it's it it does not work that well as a shooter even though the game is a shooter and i know that shouldn't mean that it's a bad game right but with the auto aim it's been it's been giving me like a decent amount of challenge right like i'm not saying like it's like a cakewalk but um long story short you know given that auto aim like it's been helping me really enjoy the game more in spite of it being an old outdated game overall um but from a story perspective, I am loving this. It takes place, I think, three years after the events of Final Fantasy VII. Um, so, so we're dealing with like more Advent Children stuff, where uh, we even get to go to Edge, the city that was built to the east of Midgar after Meteor and all that. Um, and you know, I'm I'm meeting, uh, what's it called? Deep, deep underground? No, deep, deep, deep ground. I think is what they're called. Uh, this like different this like project that Shinra was working on, but it was the old President Shinra that we that we kill in F7 remake, not Rufus. Um, and like only like he knew about it, and it was this like initiative to make the perfect soldier uh, that were essentially like robot like 
people that had no like humanity in them you know uh to just build like a perfect army um and we're dealing with that we're playing as vincent valentine of course yuffie's in the mix as well um i saw my boy kate sith there for a little bit reeve as well i know they're kind of the same person but you know what i'm saying there um overall so far i'm very much enjoying it like and and it's it's like the little things that like you know like it's it it's soundtrack it's a different style to ff7 but it still feels like ff7 in its overall totality like i'm i'm really enjoying third Cerberus. you know i totally understand it's not a perfect game it doesn't particularly hold up but uh you know whether it be biased or not i'm enjoying third Cerberus as of right now so pretty cool love to hear pretty it. cool pretty cool yep I wish they would port it, dude. Like, I wish they'd bring us other platforms, man. It's crazy. Also, it's weird playing a PS2 in 2021. Like, yeah, like, you know, when you have a game in the PS2 and you turn it on, it, uh, there's no home menu, you know? It kind of just boots the game. And, um, like, you actually, like, feel the game loading off of the disc information. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of, like, installing it, and like using the disc as kind of like a key to access that data, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's like damn, like fuck, like like this is how shit used to be. And you know what? It's pretty refreshing. Refreshing. I'm not gonna lie, it's very, very, very refresh. Like I don't gotta wait for the PS2 to get a fucking update. You know, it just, it just, it just works. Boom, you play your game and that's it. You know. So shout out to the PS2. And shout out to Dirge Cerberus. But in case you missed it here on the channel, we did go over a new PS5 update, which we will go over a little bit here on today's show, as well as Days Gone 2 on PS5. I had some opinions on that, some more thought out opinions that we, um, it was definitely like a part two of our conversation from last week, so definitely check out that. Also, you can check out Roads Ripped Apart Episode 2. We cover Who is Ratchet and the history of the Lombaxes and more. And of course, like I said before, Metal Gear Solid 4 Episode 1 stream series is up on the channel for you to watch in a playlist if you missed it. But uh, we got an interesting Arachnite PS5 watch this week. Want to uh, throw these two stories in your way to kind of just set the tone here. Um, the PS5 uh, is still selling like crazy, but it did pass a whole other thing. So we said before a few weeks back that, that the PS5 was the fastest selling console using only like dollars right and sales and not necessarily units however due to february 2021's NPD report by the way this is this is brought to us by push square link below in the description due to this month sorry due to february 2021's NPD report the next gen format has achieved defeats in both dollars and unit sales now so it is now officially the fastest selling console when you look at units and dollars sales any thoughts on this you it's it's been a crazy few months for the ps5 <sighs> indeed 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 you know what i instantly thought of arachnid what like there's a really big disconnect between like how our Twitter circles perceive the PS5 right now. Like, hey, there's been some pretty negative stuff about Sony and PlayStation and the PS5 as a whole, right? But when you look at this, it's like, damn, like there's really a two-page world here in this whole dynamic where there is this negativity. What? 
what, what did I just say? I'm sorry. There is this negativity and there are these bad news stories, right? But the console is still finding a way to sell insane in spite of the pandemic, in spite of there not being a lot of supply. Like, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see this, you know, where you would assume the opposite would happen. Right. But, yeah. Now, the people are motivated. Like, I know I was to get my hands on it. As was I. Yeah. Like, yeah. people are definitely motivated to get their hands on it, despite all the trials and tribulations that might come with that might come with those attempts. Like, yeah. It, I don't know. It's a testament to the console. And I guess it, like, on, like, a last point, like, I guess it reminds me of, like, I think it was last week where, no, I forgot if it was, like, the MLB episode or, or uh, which one, but, um, I was telling my coworker, oh, yeah, like, it's weird that MLB The Show is on Game Pass. And he's like, yeah, okay, all right, I guess. And, like, he he understood that it was a PlayStation-developed game, but he just doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and it's just, like, a lot of these things that we, we, we talk about do not affect the platform on a huge scale as of right now. You know, we'll see how the rest of the generation, you know, shapes up. But, like, it is just a nice kind of reality check in a way, you know, of, like, me shit shit is not dire right it's crazy yeah it's all a matter what, of perspective absolutely absolutely but of course you know we did host a few months ago road to miles rallets which will lead us into our second ps5 watch story that is that uh due to these npd numbers uh spider-man miles rallets uh is selling like crazy so this is of course push square link below in the in the description by sammy barker i'm read just like a little bit here but it says, uh, Superhero spinoff Marvel's, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales has already outsold PlayStation 4 Juggernaut The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima in the United States, despite launching in mid-November. Naughty Dog's Rival Horror sequel released in June, while Sucker Punch's historical open world deployed in July. Although, it is worth noting that Insomniac's game is... Insomniac's games... What? It is also worth noting that Miles Morales released on two platforms, PS5 and PS4. So there is that, but I think that's, you know, it is what it is. I mean, like, the fact that this game was able to outsell The Last of Us Part Two, which is definitely one of, if not the biggest anticipated game that we've had in a very, very long time. And then Ghost of Ghosts, this this brand new IP that, um, you know, did, that, like, had buzz pre-launch, but it was nothing to the extent of, like, Part Two. Right. And, um... Yeah, like, it was able to outsell both of those. Like, that's that's awesome, you know? Very cool. Very, very cool. You'll love to hear it. And it's a fucking good game. It is a good game. I'm I love that game. And I think there were numbers... I forgot when we talked about that, but, like, I think there were numbers that it's selling more on PS5 than PS4, you know? Right. We're just, we're just telling you that, you know, people want the best experience out of that game and will pay for it, you know? Even though they can get it on a box that that they already own, which is pretty pretty cool. So, it's, congratulations. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no. Uh, no, I was gonna say it's absolutely worth the the headache of getting a PS5. Playing this game on a PS4 compared to playing it on a PS5 is night and day. Yeah, and you have direct. Uh, you have a direct uh, first party, not first party, first hand experience with that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
Well, uh, hey, congrats to Insomniac, of course. They're about to hit another banger with, with uh, Rift Apart. We all hype for that. But, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Next up here, just going to go over quickly uh, a new PlayStation uh, application update that is coming to the PlayStation app. Before we talk about the PS5 firmware update. Um, but this is coming in the next few weeks. And it will add the ability to manage your console storage from uh, the phone without even booting up the PS5. So that's pretty cool. It does say that you will be able to delete PS5 and PS4 tiles on the fly and potentially move them between storage locations as well. You will also be able to join a multiplayer session from PS5 on the app. You can compare trophy lists with your friends and sort and filter products on PS Store via the app as well. Uh, and they also, you know, go on to say, go on to say that like they have added features in the last few weeks that are not this update, including things like wish list notifications when your friends come online, and the ability to change your online status. So just some, you know, just some light things, just to let you guys know about the app. Do you use the PlayStation app? Because I actually like it a lot. I do. Yeah, I like it. It's neat. Very very clean. A lot better than what it used to be for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, uh, yeah, just for those that are aware, nothing too much to say here. Just, uh, you know, and definitely expect a video breakdown of the update when uh, it comes live for iOS. So definitely we'll check that out. And then, of course, the main update here we, we got to talk about is the PlayStation 5 update that came out this week. Uh, just going to read off a few quick bullet points that, that it adds. There's a lot more to it, but I don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, you can store PS5 games on compatible external USB drives. Cross-generation share play is enabled. Request to join game session is brought to the console. Improved game base, thank fucking Christ. Disable game chat or adjust player's volume. Game update pre-download as well. Customize and search game library, screen zoom, and new trophy settings and stats screens. So you so you have a PS5 now, Arachnite. I'm sure you download this update. Uh, was there anything that you took note of that you really enjoyed out of this update, you know, as a new PS5 owner? The the ability for external drives is always, you know, pleasant. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Other than that, no, it was a pretty solid update. Nothing, nothing exceptional, but nothing like, it's like, oh, why bother? For me, it was small, but it's really that game base, bro. Like, being able to just go over to the game base, hit R1 to see my friends list. Thank God. Thank God. Like, like that goes a long way. And, like, trust me, the PS5 has a lot more to fix in the UI. Um, the trophy section is completely fucked. A lot of people hate it. You know, so. But, yeah, I mean, hey, some pretty cool updates. I like also the... Uh, ability to share play with the ps4 so you can hand someone virtually a uh, controller to play a ps5 game on their on their uh playstation 4 that's pretty cool you know so yeah uh cool update there and uh they do note that hey we know that you want to expand your internal stores that's coming on that's that's coming soon they say but the leaks a few weeks ago were saying it would be summer so uh I'm gonna wait on that. Like I want to mess. Like I have a four terabyte external drive I use for my, for my Mac, but uh, I'm gonna wait until I can just get some M.2 drives, you know, put them in my PS5 and call it a day. You know, are you gonna be expanding your uh, storage? More than likely, considering yeah. the base storage. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, like I kind of just want to throw like a terabyte in there and just yeah. call it a day. A terabyte is more than enough, I feel, for a PS5. Yeah, like I went overkill on my PS4. I put like a two terabyte hard drive in there, and that was so unnecessary, low key. I never filled that. I mean, I guess that's like the thing I want to do, but you know, like never worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Maybe I'll get a two. It, it depends on the price. I gotta see, but I might mess around and do a two terabyte because I don't know if you know. Um, when you put in a new drive in the PS5, it's gonna be additive. So you'll get whatever you put in plus the 600 that's already on the PS5. You know what I'm saying? You love to see it. So unlike the PS4 where y- you would just swap out the whole thing. But um, you have a disc PS5 as well. I wanted to ask you this because this was brought up in a few different things I've been seeing. But um, apparently before this firmware update, the PS5 with the disc drive would spin every hour randomly i think it's like to check certifications and like check that you know it's a legit copy of a game or something like that but with this new update it seems that it has gone down a lot more or has been or has been a a lot quieter in that state so do you have anything to report firsthand as someone that has a disc ps5 of this ever happening to you or like noticing it Uh, honestly no like i know i got a disc ps5 but again going to keep it 100 with you i have not used it once every game mm. i own is digital it's just the only console i can get my hands on right yeah if i yeah. could have i would have gotten a digital only yeah i think the uh digital one looks 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 better yeah sure. it Even does though, yeah. it loses just, a little bit of its chunk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely it looks sleeker yeah and it and it and I wish they just put the disc drive in the middle of the console. Yeah, and you know, the, yeah, where the the black section is instead of adding yeah. the little chunky part. Yeah, like it would be a bit thicker, but fuck it. You know, Keep like at least universal. it'll look better. It'll look like the uh, no disc version. You know. Oh well. Oh well. But uh, okay, deal. So you haven't noticed it that much. I'm still having that cracking in my PS5 whenever I like turn off the console or like start a game or something like that it's weird it's weird I'm like half concerned about it but it is what it is I'm sure it's fine maybe probably not next up here Sony continues to invest in Unreal Engine and Epic Games themselves Reading here from push square link below in the description they say here quote Epic Games has raised a fr- Epic Games has raised a further $1 billion in funding, with Sony signing the check on another $200 million investment. You may recall the manufacturer pumping in these Fry's ads just popped up. What the fuck is wrong with you? Wow. Shout out to Fry's, though. You, <laughs> you may recall the manufacturer pumping $250 million into the Fortnite maker less than a year ago, but now it's followed up with, with another nine-figure sum. Quote, the investment builds on the already close relationship with the two companies and reinforces their shared mission to advance the state of the art in technology, entertainment, and social connected online services, a press release says about this whole thing. So, of course, this follows a trend of like, um, you know, they debuted Unreal Engine 5 on a PlayStation 5. And uh, now we'll talk about here in a little bit here in the show. 
Of course, they brought Kratos to Fortnite, Aloy as well is coming into Fortnite, so, um, yeah, like, I think I'm more excited for this in terms of the technology side of this aspect, like, like, what does this partnership mean for Unreal Engine 5 and stuff like that for Sony as a whole, but, um, not sure if you have any, like, riveting thoughts on this, <laughs> on uh, the story particularly, but. I have a quick thought. Absolutely. I, I'm not a huge fan of Epic Games. I don't like what they do, and I don't like what they make. But un I, I will give respect where respect is due. Unreal Engine 5 is absolutely mind-blowing. On that alone, I don't blame Sony at all for trying to become, like, oh, we're the Unreal Engine 5 company. Like, our games are just on that level. Because that showcase was phenomenal. Damn. You know what I was just thinking about, too? As you were saying that? Days Gone used Unreal Engine. Right? Right. And one, of, and one of the reasons that I thought of, I think last week on the show, or maybe like offline to someone else, was that like maybe the reason why they aren't greenlighting Days Gone 2 is because they use Unreal Engine 4 to make that game. Thus, you have to pay licensing fees and all that. But now I'm like, wait, they have a close partnership anyway, so you're telling me they couldn't do some sort of, like, hey, you know, um, lesser fee, because we're investing in you to make a Days Gone 2 on, like, man, fuck that. They, they just don't want it. I know, they just don't like, want it. Like, we, we can try and find as many possibilities or theories or conspiracy theories on why it's not happening at the current moment, but I think it's, I, it's, it's, it's Occam's Razor. Hmm. Like, the simplest answer is usually the correct one. Where Sony just did doesn't think it's commercially viable. Like, it's got a cult following, but do you make an entire sequel based on a following? Or do you yeah. Make, yeah. It just hurts because, you know, it was, like, financially, you know, profitable. And this and that third. But. And... I don't know if you saw, but uh, last night I retweeted uh, Sam Whitwer on Twitter was saying, hey, like, I appreciate the, uh, you know, support and love for uh, Days Gone and everything. Obviously, he paid, he played Deacon St. John in the game as well. Also, he's Darth Maul in Star Wars, so that's cool. But, um, but yeah, it is what it is, man. The the dream is gone. The, the dream is gone. But uh, another dream that could potentially see the future, but probably not. Naughty Dog had some interesting things to say about their development process and like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna just read the quote. They say here, quote, this is, re this is from uh, Evan William, Evan Wells speaking, who is, uh, let's see, oh, he's the co-president of Naughty Dog. He says here, quote, we do in fact, wait, we, wait, what the fuck? Oh, okay, so they were talking about whether fans requests for a new Jack and Tyra title are received or not. Like, do they hear those requests? He says, quote, we do, in fact. We've had a couple of Twitter campaigns where people have been tweeting us every single day saying, quote, I want a new Jack and Daxter, I want a new Jack and Daxter, and they aren't just simple 280 character tweets. They have Photoshop memes and everything there, including on a daily basis, and the effort has got to be significant. However, unfortunately for these committed fans, Wells categorically rules out a new game from Naughty Dog. He says, quote, and I have to break it to them, but we do not have a Jack and Daxter here in development right now. 
he goes on to say but we still love the characters and i see what you guys at insomniac are doing with ratchet and that makes me wish that we did and we would have one in development because there's still a lot of love for jack and daxter in the studio so this is coming off of the helm of you know like him being very very honest in this post uh in this interview i think to vgc that he was talking to um about how you know like naughty dog tried and is always trying to do a two-team studio and develop two games at the same time but inevitably that system never works for them at a at a certain point one of the projects raises to raises to like raises to such a degree where they need everyone at the studio to work on this one project so so they never really nail the two project um two team development uh style over at naughty dog but all that being said would you want to see jack and daxter return i don't have a history with jack and daxter well there you go easy enough <laughs> i only played daxter on the psp and um, I do want to play through the franchise, and it will be a stream series, no doubt, at some point in the future. Um, but I do, th I do think it's interesting how he does include the like it, it that like seeing Ratchet have new games makes him want to do Jack and Daxter. Like, and I wonder if it would ever actually happen after this quote. Like, I wonder if this was like a litmus test just to see how much people would would react to this news you know interesting stuff i i think it would be cool personally you know i think it would be cool maybe like not something that's like a 30 hour fucking game but like a 15 hour jack and daxter adventure why well, not just like a lost legacy kind of deal yeah like even that yeah actually the, that that's a very good way to put it or like a, a ratchet and click 2016 where that game takes like seven eight hours to beat and it's just like you know just just a small ratchet game i think it could be cool one day one day. i would i would like to see it i would like to see it next appear of course iraq knight's favorite game developer ubisoft does announce their dates for ed 2021 I just read this. I'm like, oh, Arachnite has to know about this. Like, he has to make sure he is tuned in, knows all the information going in to Ubisoft's E3 conference. Isn't that right, Arachnite? I know you're a big fan. Hey, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Easy jokes are easy jokes. I know you love Assassin's Creed. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So I just figured I'd throw you a bone this time. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate well, it. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'll I'll throw hands. You think you think that'll stop me? I <laughs> I insulted the Kingdom Hearts fans last week. You think I'm afraid of anything at this point? Can we pause the whole show for a second? Arachnite, listen, bro. Obviously, I love Christian, right? Duh. You do too. You know, it was all in good fun. But when you ended that argument on Twitter with hey, you got to get characters from your other successful IPs to make Kingdom Hearts good when Christian added Sephiroth in the whole thing. Right. I was blown away. Really? I was like, that is the most incredible shutdown I've ever... He, he didn't reply. He did not reply. I... Like, it was over. I was quite impressed, personally. I mean... 
when you talk about Kingdom Hearts, you always talk about everybody. Like, you talk about Sora, maybe. But I'll be damned if I hear anybody talking about anybody that's not from another game or franchise. Because what, like, there's, like, Roxas, I think. He's, like, the, like, inside-out version of Sora, I think. Uh, it's all, like it's a lot of dumb shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was just very blown away by your comeback, you know? <laughs> I, was, I was like, holy fuck. Goddamn. I love Savage shit. Shot but the Christian. I Shot when Christian. when he did reply is like, did I say something like mean? Or? <laughs> I just thought there was nothing else to say. I'm like, I I, I think you had a very uh, clear point that I don't know how. I don't know how the average Kingdom Hearts fan would even maneuver around that comment. You know. Yeah. And like, and like what I and and it's like he. He walked into it. He brought up other characters Sometimes <laughs> from other IP. You really do it to yourself. <laughs> oh, man. But to get back on track with really the quick, of course, Ubisoft has announced their new Ubisoft Forward event that will be a part of E3 2021. It will be taking place June 12th, 2021 at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. BST, whatever the fuck that is. I think it's British time, is it? I don't know. Eh, who cares? You know. Yeah, we won the war. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and of course, the French publisher says, quote, stay tuned for all the latest information on, about the lineup and announcements from our teams around the world. Of course, uh, you know, we have Far Cry 6 in the pipeline. Riders Republic got delayed out of February. So did Far Cry 6 as well. We got the Prince of Persia, Sands of Time remake. We still got to hear about whatever they're going to rename Rainbow Six Quarantine. We, we got to see that name update, you know, Skull and Bones. Uh, what's that other game? Uh, oh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. So are they going to show uh, Splinter Cell? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll be I'll be watching. I'm excited, you know. Um, when I doubt we're getting a new uh, Assassin's Creed this year, but seeing that DLC would be cool. You know what I'm saying? So, do. There we go. There we go. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool for that. Next up here, uh, of course, uh, you know, I imagine you're picking this up. Maybe. But I could see you not picking it up either. Probably not, honestly. But uh, they did roll out, and by they, I mean PlayStation did release a Days Gone PC trailer that shows off some of the new bells and whistles to the game. And uh, I think there is... Oh, here we go. Okay. Some of the headlines for the Days Gone PC version include ultra-wide monitor support, improved details, and an unlocked frame rate as well. So, uh, you know, pretty pretty par for the course PC updates. You got anything riveting to say about this Days Gone PC port? I'm happy for the people that like Days Gone. I'm glad, I'm glad you're, get, you're getting to play it on PC. But if you have a PS5... Honestly, why bother? That's a yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it uh, the unlock frame rate is probably something that would entice a lot of people for sure on the PC crowd. But I mean, 4K 60, and it's a very good 4K 60 as far as I hear. Um, I blew it up like when I first got my PS5, but like I haven't played it that much. But I know it looks great. Um, will Will you be picking up Days Gone on PC? 
No. I hear you. I hear you. I, <laughs> no. It's on the PlayStation <laughs> Collection if I really wanted to play it. Right. There's not a whole lot of reason for me to do that. That is a good point. Yeah, it's on the collection. You have a PS5, so why? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. Hmm. I think there's other stuff, too, where I think they... I think you can have 500 freakers at one time in a horde. And I think it, that's different on console. I think I heard that, but that could be wrong. That could probably be wrong. But you know what? Let's just move on. Days Gone PC. Check it out if you're interested in that. Next up here, I will be doing a video about this. All right, now I'm sorry. I got to cover my girl Aloy in Fortnite. She's there. There's a bundle where you can get all the shits for like 2,600 V-Bucks. You know, you get the outfit, you get the, uh, you, you get the machine glider, you know. I'm down for this. You know, I'm not saying I play Fortnite every day. I really fucking don't. But, hey, I'll, 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 I'll pop in and buy the skin for some PlayStation content. Why not? You know, you got any thoughts on, uh, our girl Aoi coming to, <laughs> coming to Fortnite? Uh, I'm, I don't play Fortnite. I never really have. I doubt I ever really will. I downloaded Fortnite. I spent 20 real dollars to buy the Daredevil skin just to let them know that we out here. And then uninstalled it. Mm. I literally spent 20 real dollars for a product I will never use just to so show support. So I'm right there with you. I, yeah, I don't judge yeah. them. I'm honestly in a very similar boat as you were like, yeah, I'm down to buy a skin if it looks dope as fuck, you know, definitely, definitely for sure. Just toss a few bucks here and there. All good right there. Next up here, the last of us TV show has casted Tommy. Okay. It is Gabriel Luna. He is prominently seen on agents of shield. That's where I first know this actor from. He's very good on that show. And, um, you know, I may have a bit of a controversial take, but I'm not sure if I like this casting. I don't like it very much. I, 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 yeah, I'm not, I mean, obviously you, you know, if they were going to cast Pedro Pascal as Joel, you got to have a Hispanic brother, right? right? Like, you can't just have, like, a white dude be his brother. Like, no, like, that's not going to work, right? So I understood that, okay, Tommy's going to be... Tommy's gonna be Hispanic, right? But I don't know if I like this casting, Arachnite. I don't know, man. I don't know. I like the actor Gabriel Luna. I like him. Nothing wrong with him. Obviously, I'm Hispanic. You're Hispanic. It's not any of that bullshit. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. You got any other deeper thoughts? But uh, I think I would end off like I, I I'm gonna have to see some set pictures and see some see some stills as we move on to the months as this uh, show gets developed. But you got any thoughts? Nothing that immediately comes to mind. But when I first heard about the casting, I wasn't super happy about it either. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm like anti it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm not sure. I'm 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 really not. I'm really not. You know, yeah, that one we're gonna have to sit on and see how that all pans out. But uh, yep, of course we will be updating you all on the future comings of The Last of Us 
HBO show as they come out. But next up here, this one, it's pretty dire right here. This one, I'm uh, uh, kind of scared, my boy. All right, so uh, of course, the past few weeks, we've been hearing some things about Kojima possibly working with Xbox. Came out a few weeks ago. But then we have this Twitter account named Tom Olson was created this month, April 2021, okay? And according to his bio, he is a maintenance technician at the Big Shell, which is, of course, the main setting of MGS2, right? And uh, he said some... So first he said this tweet. He says, Greasing the wheels in Strut E, the material distribution facility, we just call it the parcel room. Oh my god, I remember that room. Holy fuck, that's crazy. It's strange that there are more boxes being shipped and being shipped around then usual management must be preparing for something big soon so that's the first like okay hold up what's going on here and then um tom olson also tweeted hey came down to the computer lab to say hi but there's no one here they must be at a scrum meeting or something maybe next time which this is the lab room where um emma spoilers emma emrick dies here and like the paris here whatever and all that stuff in mgs2 and then the official metal gear account said this tom we talked about this please check your codec each morning for meeting updates and evacuations in case of pmc incursions and we have visitors coming next week so finish cleaning the vents and make sure the flags are all hung properly but do not touch the c4 this time something's happening in fucking metal gear bro Something's happening. Something's happening. And I'm fucking scared. Yeah, I I can imagine the reaction. It's like, new Metal Gear game. We get a trailer. Xbox Game Pass. <sighs> I can imagine your reaction. Pain. It's like, look. Okay, look, look. I know it's a very fanboy thing. To say, oh, I want to keep it on PlayStation, I know, right? And I'm trying my hardest not to sound like a fanboy because, like, I honestly don't think I am. I feel like I critique PlayStation as much as possible, you know, when they fuck up because I care a lot about the platform. But I can't help but want future games that I want to play that have been on PlayStation hardware in the past to still come to PlayStation. I'm sorry. If that makes me a fanboy... It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, like, you couple this with the murmurs of Kojima working on the Xboxing, and I know that these things are not related are not related necessarily because Kojima doesn't own Metal Gear. Konami does. So maybe it's just a simple... Hey, Arachnite, maybe it's just a simple next-gen Metal Gear collection being brought. You know, maybe it's that Metal Gear Solid HD... Uh, uh, bundle of games which was what uh, MGS2, MGS3 and Peace Walker maybe it's just that you know considering that they are talking a lot about Metal Gear Solid 2 right maybe it's that but it could be something else and that frightens me a little bit you know but we will follow it as well closely um, and it's cool now also to like look at these Metal Gear tweets and like know what they're talking about now Right, you're in the loop. I'm definitely in the loop. I'm not fully in the loop yet. We still got to get through MGS4, Peace Walker, Rising Revengeance, and then Metal Gear Solid 5, and then Ground Zeroes before that. But 
I'm hyped. I'm hyped for this. Kind of. It, it could be bad, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Did you hear all this hullabaloo about Square Enix being bought, presumably? I did. This one scared me, too. This one scared me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I swear to God, if I hear fucking Microsoft and Game Pass one more time, Arachne, I'm going to throw my controller. I'm going to throw it. I'm Sony's gonna, gonna make Sony's gonna make some moves like soon. <laughs> Listen, all they need to do is buy fucking Blue Point, and I'll be happy about it. You know, buy Housemark, buy Blue Point. You know, bring him in, bring him in, buy bring something. him home. Huh? Like buy something. Make yeah, some, make some moves. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even know if they need to like buy anything, but just buy the right things. You know, don't just buy a big name just to have it. Right. You know? Yeah. But, um, of course, here, this is coming from, there were reports that, I think it was a Bloomberg Japan article that um, Square Enix was, like, looking to put itself on the market put in in relation, like, to be bought out. But then they came out very, very suddenly and very, very swiftly after these this whole news came out from this Bloomberg. And they said, quote, Bloomberg has reported today that there is interest from several buyers to acquire Square Enix. However, this report is not based on any announcement by Square Enix Holdings Corporation. We do not consider selling off the company or any part of its business, nor have we received any offer from any third party to acquire the company of or any part of its business. So in quotation, they essentially said, absolutely fucking not. Calm down. So all is Relax. Well. Yeah, all is well. But w- we can have a little fun with this. Arachnite, if, if Square were to be bought by someone, who would you want them to be bought by and why? I mean, obviously I would choose Sony. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I'd love for if they were going to be bought by anybody to be Sony. Yeah. Like, yeah. the the amount of franchises that, that they could work with is crazy. Like, as a PlayStation fan, yeah, Sony. But as a consumer, I Microsoft's a lot better to their consumers than Sony is. Like, in terms of, like, hey, you don't want to buy an Xbox? That's fine. This is coming on PC, too. Right. So, right. As, as a fan of Sony, obviously Sony, but thinking about it in, like, in a consumer light... Microsoft. Mm, mm, mm. I think it would be like a huge grab, obviously, if, if they got Square. Like, I would put that in the same category as like Microsoft buying, buying Bethesda. You know, I, I really would. And maybe in some cases, maybe even more valuable, given that, you know, Bethesda is strictly like an American developer, right? And publisher. And Square Enix has this has this two prong of like yes there is eastern square enix like final fantasy and etc and um there's a western side of like what they just dropped with outriders avengers which isn't that hot but you get what i'm painting here like like, right. like they have a really nice balance eastern and western side of the company that i think would be very valuable for sony if they do that so but i'm not at all expecting sony to buy square like i think that's I don't think they have the money for that, you know? Right. But, um... Buying the Final yeah. Fantasy license itself, like, I imagine would be crazy. 
Dude, I bet, I think that probably their most valuable IP is Final Fantasy. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, by like a lot, I would assume. Yeah, like I don't know what else would top that off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, but like, I think Sony has, has a good position that was square where like, hey, they have an exclusive character in uh, Avengers with Spider-Man. They have Final Fantasy 16 locked down as a console launch exclusive. Um, they have Forspoken as well for two years exclusivity. That's a brand new IP from Square. They have Final Fantasy VII Remake as well. So, like, it seems like they have a pretty good relationship right now where, like, they don't need to necessarily buy Square, but they have a lot of benefits out of Square, you know? So, at least that's a positive. So. Right. We shall see. We shall see. Next up here, did you watch this showcase, Resident Evil Village? I figured I'd throw this here at the end of the show just to catch people at the speed in case they missed it. I, I watched um, bits and pieces of it. Like, mm. I got most of what I wanted to learn from, t- like, Nibel and tweet highlights. It's like, yeah, this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, there was a... Oh, damn. I wanted to pull up the the chart that shows the frame rates and resolutions of... Oh, yeah, like, PS4 is on 900p at 45 frames. PS5's at, uh, four, like, 4K... Th- like, I don't know, like 4K 60 or 4K like something, 4K 30 with ray tracing, 4K 60 without it. You, you dude, you you almost fucking nailed it right now. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. They have this weird thing in this game where if you enable ray tracing, it'll be 45 frames per second in 4K on PS5. Not bad. Which I'll I'll kind of balance off the two. I think I might play this game in forty-five frames with the uh, ray tracing. I think that might work. I yeah. think I might be okay with that. I think I might be okay with that. Like thirty is sluggish. Sixty is really nice. I've uh, seeing. I'll, I'm gonna try forty-five. I'm gonna try sixty. If if there's a noticeable enough difference for me that I like, it's like oh okay yeah I can definitely see. And feel the difference, I'll just switch to no ray tracing 60. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I'll see. I mean, because I mean, just based off of the uh, the demo that we got like a month ago, like the game has beautiful reflections. Also, I'm gonna sneeze, take the wheel, Arachnite, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but um, <laughs> I, Wait, I I'm, I'm <laughs> Jesus. I'm I'm excited about Village. I won't be playing it on a console, so I won't be able to discuss that. I'm excited to see how well it runs on my computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure it will... My big thing is that I don't know if I'm playing it day one. Like, I think I've told you this on the show, maybe. But I'm really stupid. And, like, I want the vibe of a scary game to fit the vibe of, like my natural weather that I reside in, right? So, like, you know, Resident Evil is like a... It's like a fall type of October. You're gonna wait? Yeah. Bro. (laughs) I think I might, but I don't know if I'll be able to. Yeah, good luck, gamer. It's April. All I'm saying is that there's a reality that I see that is completely valid for how I do things because I'm stupid. That um, I could see myself holding this game until October. I don't see or, that as a stupidity thing. It's just a preference. 
it's at least I'll be the one to say it's a little bit stupid because I know it's a little bit like a little bit stupid but like I just want you know the like spooky vibes you know which is why I played RE7 in October and why I plan to also play Bloodborne in October you know so we'll see we'll see we'll we'll see but also there comes a thing where it's like man I love the Resident Evil gameplay at least from what I've played in terms of like hey you are in this environment it's a puzzle figure it out like that is so fun to me um so I may not be able to resist but we'll see but yeah I'll be excited to hear how it runs on PC I, I assume it's gonna run great on PC so yep there is that oh also we should detail the demos as well they're they're doing this weird thing I think it's today right yeah it is today so by the time you guys hear this I'll probably be done but over the course of eight hours you'll be able to play 30 minutes of Resident Evil Village demo which I didn't download just because I knew I was gonna miss it because I have work and everything but there was a demo uh, I think there's gonna be a, a more concrete demo in May I think I'd imagine that's see. closer to the game's release let me see okay yeah here so eventually these two pieces of content come together to form a single 60 minute demo all of the content will be the same but now you can play it in an and but now you can play it all in one longer session you will gain access on may 2nd and the and the demo will then be available through until the game's launch on may 7th so there is going to be like a little bit of a demo right before the game comes out that i will play and i will stream and i will record and all that um so that's coming in May. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for that demo. Maybe we should both play the demo. Maybe you know, break some impressions. Yeah, I think it'll That'd be, be cool. fun. That'd be cool. So there is that. But um, that brings us to the end of the news section. But of course, we're not done yet. We got the question of the week. That is, what is Returnal? Now that you 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 have a PS5 Arachnite, you know, I figured that we do, uh this type of system for like if there is a second party game or just like, or, or just like a smaller title that is coming to PlayStation 5 um but but wouldn't get the first party treatment of like a road to full on show like Road to Rift Apart that we do a little truncated road to series in Save Slot podcast right so over the next few weeks you're going to be hearing us talk a lot about Returnal um, this new game from Housemark, and I just want to ask the question: What is Returnal? We're gonna go over just the general things, nothing too in depth, but just what is Returnal itself? And um, yeah, so I think I, I think it's be, I think this will be pretty cool. Um, I'm playing it day one. I believe you are as well, Arachnite. I am. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I, honestly, I've been talking for a lot in this show. If you want to read the game overview here in this uh, link I mean feel free you know that we could probably want, talk you want, about you want to give me the like that, so. all right so like just the game overview yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay and there's some key stuff at the end all right but uh, no, I can take care it's, of that it's, it's it's like the perfect like overview of what the game is right so according to playstation.com it states that after crash landing on the shape-shifting world, Selene must search through the barren landscape of an ancient civilization for her escape. Isolated and alone, she finds herself fighting tooth and nail for survival. 
Again and again, she's defeated, forced to restart her journey every time she dies. Though relentless roguelike gameplay, you'll discover that just as the planet changes with every cycle, so do the items at your disposal. Every loop offers new combinations, forcing you to push your boundaries and approach combat with a different strategy each time. Brought to life by stunning visual effects, the dark beauty of the decaying world around you is packed with explosive surprises. From high-stakes bullet hell-field combat to visceral twists and turns throughout stark and contrasting environments, you explore, discover, and fight your way through an unforgiving journey where mystery stalks your every move. Designed for extreme replayability, the procedural world of Returnal invites you to dust yourself off in the face of defeat and take on new, evolving challenges with every rebirth. So, thank you for reading. Um, so, I guess, you know, reading that, obviously, you you know about Returnal and everything. Like, wh what are your, I guess, like, expectations in terms of, like, how you'll feel about the game, maybe? You know, like, like I could see someone that, you know, maybe doesn't like roguelites. I could see them not buying this game just because of that solely, because it is a roguelike. Um, and I think that's been a detail that I don't think has been talked about a ton in this marketing campaign. But what do you think? I mean, I'm like, it has, but like, I, I just feel like from like, from like the general player base, it's not talked about a ton. But like, how are you feeling about this game early on, a few weeks away from its release? Um, I'm excited. I'm not a, the, I'm not the biggest fan of roguelikes, but I still enjoy them. Like, I still, th I still think they're fun. Like, if done well. And mm. I'm excited what what they do with Returnal, how it ends up, and, like, how it plays, because it looks like it plays chaotically. Like, it's high intent, like, it has a high intensity, a high skill ceiling, and a lot to learn. Yeah. Which are things I appreciate. You... Uh, you know what I said this week on the record, which I think I feel comfortable saying to you directly, and you'll 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 see why, dude. I think that the more I look at this game, because they just put out a trailer. Oh, I forgot what it's called, but they put out this week. Um, it's a fucking kick-ass trailer, bro. Like it looks great. Um, this game, gameplay-wise, is kind of looking like it's gonna feel like a third-person Doom Eternal. You, speak, you know what I'm saying? You speak in my language. Like, I mean, bro, it, that's just, like, what it, this game is reminding me of a lot. Like, it's it, it seems to be, like, a really fast-paced game where you're going to have to be dodging different enemy projectiles, which, of course, is very much Housemark style. Um, if you've ever played, um, you know, Alienation or, um, what am I forgetting? Oh, Resogun, etc. Like, like that, that's definitely their bread and butter, and it feels like this game is going to feel like that, you know, and that... And that chaotic, fast-paced action that is reminiscent, at least to me, of Doom Eternal. You know? I really do feel that way. Like, I really do. Yeah. Well, that's... Like, I'm excited to play. Like I said, I'll be playing it day one. And that description just made me want to play it more. Like, yeah, and like... I, I love, too, that like we haven't seen a ton of different biomes. But like we have seen like a red Mars-looking type of planet... And we, of course, have this first starting planet where, like, it's very dark and, like, dead-looking and everything. Um, there's also, like, a blue icy type of planet as well, I think. So, like, we'll see a bunch of different biomes. And, like, I hope there's one that's, like, a lush, green, oh, vibrant. Sure. 
they they can't make a game like this without it. Yeah, like I'm really excited to see like what different biomes are in this game as you continue on the run. I wonder how long the average run will be in this game, right? Um, I wonder how they'll break that up as well. But uh, there's some more key features about this game as well that I will read over here. There's, um, of course, intense combat, fight to survive in this third-person roguelike shooter, take on ruthless enemies in explosive bullet hell field combat. There's also exploration, where you'll have to manage equipment and resources carefully. Every time you die, you restart from the beginning. And that includes your resources, but there are some... Uh, but but there is a level of progression in this game where there are aspects of progression that carry on even beyond death, as well as certain as well as certain items also carry on, you know, beyond death as well. So that's really cool right there. Um, you can scavenge you can scavenge alien tech for upgrades to enhance your abilities in future cycles. There's also a haunting narrative as well, which they have talked a lot about in this game's marketing. Piece together fragments of Celine's memories as she seeks out answers. Forge your personal connection with the planet as you explore its constantly evolving and decaying terrain. I think the story is gonna be pretty cool as well, because um, like like there's some interesting stuff where, uh, I, I'm not sure if you know about this mechanic, Ragnite, but like sometimes in Returnal, you'll find a clone of like your body dead in the world and what that represents is someone else who's playing the game in real life uh, that marks a spot where another player died right and you can either scavenge their resources which has consequences or you can choose to replay what killed them so like fight the enemy that killed them and then you could get even better rewards for that which I think sounds really cool, in my opinion. Like one you know? safer, one like high risk, high reward. Yeah, yeah, and like I kind of got a lot of flack, low key, on uh, YouTube comments for comparing this game to Returnal. But like I was comparing this specific aspect of it with Returnal because I mean, sorry, with Hades. I don't think it's a Hades. Did I say Hades? But uh, with 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 Hades, where like you know in. In Hades, you're given so many tiny decisions and choices to make that can ultimately change your entire trajectory of if you'll be successful or not on this run, right? So it sounds like there's going to be a similar thing with Returnal with this system. And there's other cases as well with this. Like, it's not just that one thing. But I think that's just like a super cool way to do a roguelike where you have to make these different choices to really freshen up your current run and hopefully tip the scales in your favor you know really 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 cool stuff with this game so far i agree um yeah and like uh there's some other things too where like you'll have an alternate fire as well where you'll have to squeeze the trigger like halfway to just regular fire the gun and then there's an extra like switch you have to engage by pressing more onto the trigger to do like an alternate fire of your gun so like it can be like a smg but if you press all the way in it launches like a grenade or like something like that you know so that's really cool right there like like there's just a lot of really cool tech in this game that i'm excited to see how they you, you how they actually bring it into the fold and how they utilize it overall right um yeah and 
have you seen some of the enemies in the game? Like they look fucking wild as hell too. You know. I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited to see like because there are different like gameplay styles. Like with these games, like how I played Hades is not how you played Hades. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely excited to see the differences between you and I, and like I guess their success rate. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. And and I think the last thing we should probably hit on is like that price point, right? right. Like I know that is probably the biggest thing it has going against it. You know. Um, uh, you know, roguelikes that are $70 are pretty rare <laughs> to come by, right? So, um, it's really like a question of like, are they going to be able to make that value proposition stand? Like, is Returnal going to be worth $70? And like, obviously value is to the eye of the beholder, right? Right. Like, I think Valhalla is worth your money on PS5. Some people, maybe some people in this podcast don't. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, so, um, just yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. Like, if they make it a triple A experience, like it doesn't matter what the genre of your game is. If you make it worthwhile, like it, I don't know. Like you get, you get it's like, oh, this is an open world game. Like it's supposed to be a seventy dollars quality, but then it ends up like Valhalla. Like, why would you pay seventy dollars for that? This motherfucker. Yeah, no, you <laughs> thought you were gonna get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and and like another thing too that is pretty valid. I got to admit, it's it's there. There is a shred of, you know, truth in this where, um, Housemark isn't known for triple a budget and development games you know they're 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 known for their arcade shooter type of old school mentality of games that that they've made so they've never really done anything like this specifically so there was a question of like do they have the chops to pull it off do they have the talent there to really make it happen um i'm personally going to stand by the fact that like hey housemark has rarely let me down you know what i'm saying like, like they, they really haven't. So, um, I'm down to, and you know, invest my own money and uh, see if they're able to do this. And I think that there's a really good chance that they're going to be able to do this. I, I, I really do think that they're going to be able to pull it off, um, with Returnal. But, you know, there is that aspect where they aren't used to AAA budget and development overall. So there is that. But ultimately, just based off what what we've seen, I think the game looks great. I think it has a lot of really vibrant colors too that look obviously appealing to me as well. There's this really weird like underbelly story of like Celine and her memories. Like like why are her memories on this planet Atropos where we are in in this game? Like what's so unique about her memories? Like like why you know? Why it's her? it's very interesting. Yeah. Huh? No, you know, yeah. I no, I'm I was uh, expanding on like what you're saying is like why her, like what makes her significant. Yeah, and also I think like at least from what what we've seen, she seems to be a cool character too. Like it's a female, and she seems to be very very intelligent and smart. And like there's times where like some of her quotes like sound like really fucking nerdy, where it's like oh my god, like this like you know tachyon equilibrium, you know is 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 not like the one I found like Bro. last run or whatever, like. She 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 sounds like a nerd, 
And like I think that's gonna be a pretty cool way to like tachyon go about this like strange you know. You love to hear huh? Tachyon equilibrium. So I think tach <laughs> I heard Tachyon last night because like I think there's like an Avengers event going on. Oh my god. Something something about like a Tachyon thing where you're gonna be able to play as like multiple characters at the same character. Like you can have four Iron Man's in the mission, you know? Something like that. Do you know what tachyons are? Dude, f no. I, I I don't think I do. Do I? Uh, how am I supposed to know whether you know or not? I thought that you knew. I thought I you know, were about to school my ass. No, uh, tachyons are like, they're hypothetical particles like that travel faster than light. Hmm. So it's... Like that, that they're hypothetical because you know nothing is able to travel faster than light. Like and within the uh, within the laws of physics that we know, right? So they're just they're just a theoretical concept. Damn. So I don't know how. You, so it's just funny. It's like we have a <laughs> we have a, we have a theoretical equilibrium. It's like you know what you right. <laughs> a theoretical equilibrium. <laughs> I had to sound smart, or at least attempt to. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. <laughs> um, also, a tiny thing. On this page, one of the thumbnails in the videos is her holding this, like, portrait of herself as, like, uh, like a United States, like, NASA employee or, like, something like that in, like, a spacesuit. And I think just that alone, like, looks super cool. Like, I, like, almost want to get that, like, framed. Really? And put up on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Because like that. it looks like it looks like a normal thing, but like it, no one would ever know that like that was like a part of like a game. You know, this looks cool. It does look cool. I think it I know what you're cool. talking about. Yeah. Um. But also, what's what's neat as well that like I know lore wise is that you know, I guess she's on some sort of mission in the beginning of the game, and she's told by her higher ups, "Hey, do not go to this planet." But she does anyway, for whatever reason. So, um, I think it's based off, like, she, like, picks up some signal on this planet, and she's going down to, like, investigate it. And uh, she goes against her, you know, orders that Homegirl was given and, like, still goes to this planet and does this, you know, chaos, like, looping cycle type thing. So, there's a lot of cool things in this game. Like, like, like I, I genuinely think that, like, this concept is really, really cool. The gameplay looks really good. The story seems interesting. I think visually it looks great. Um, there is a critique of like during gameplay. I think some of her animations look kind of weird. Old janky. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like it looks a little janky to be honest. Some of her animations, like when she's uh, doing like a uh, like a like a like a side dash, you know, to like evade enemies. Like it looks kind of weird, but right. Ultimately, I mean, hey, if it feels good, it feels good. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I'm like, in the same boat. Yeah. Like, as long as it plays well, that's all I care about. If, if we got some jank in there, like, tell me a game that doesn't have some, that doesn't have some jank. Very true. Very true. Like, even my beloved Assassin's Creed Valhalla has, you know... Uh, that's all jank. Uh, you know, it has a, a bit of jank here and there. Dude, you know that's all jank. Uh, that's the game. Like, I don't know about all jank. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, maybe some. Uh, you know, you know how when you make an eggs, right? And you put 
a little bit of, you know, cum, I almost said cumin, cumin, you know, or, uh, you know, a little bit of salt and pepper in there, you know, perhaps some, uh, perhaps some salsa, you know, you know, uh, a, a little bit of jank, you know, That's, never hurt nobody. That is that jank or are those ingredients? Because in the Assassin's Creed example, it makes sense, like, jank is built into the game. I really question every day of bringing you on safe slot. You yeah. also walked right into that one. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely just walked right into that one. You're too good at comebacks. It, it it's it's a bit uncomfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Um. I, honestly, I think we've covered the bases here on this one. Like, there's not a ton. You know, again, just a light overview. Of course, the game is going to be fast loading. Haptic feedback is going to be in there. Um, what is that? So it says, uh, sense in-game actions, big and small, while exploring fragments of Selene's memories or when firing visceral alien weapons. 3D audio as well in there. Like, overall, this is uh, the next big PlayStation 5 game that is coming out. And, um, you know, best believe, hey... Obviously, I've been pretty positive about this game as we've talked more and more about it. And I'm in the camp of, look, obviously, I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys, keep it real with you guys. If this game is bad, I'll say it's bad. If it's good, I'll make sure you know it's good. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, with all that being said, I do hope and I think expect this game to be really, really good. You know, but you got any closing thoughts on Return of the Wreck? I'm in the same boat. I really hope it's good. I'm excited. I need a new fast-paced game. Because I've done everything there is to do in Doom Eternal. Like, multiple times. I've 100% of the game, like, three separate times. Uh, I've finished every campaign. I'm master level on Ultra Nightmare. There's nothing left for me to do. Mm. So, except, go to, I'm sorry? except go to a Tropos. Hello? <laughs> I said, except to go to Atropos and see what's up there. You know yeah, no, exactly. I need some fast pay. I need a challenge. I want something, because I haven't played anything recently. It's like, that was hard. Like, that I enjoy. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. When I've been playing Persona 5, I put it in the baby difficulty because it's turn-based, and that's not something I care about very much. Right. So it's like, I'm just here for the story. So... Like, I haven't played anything recently that was, like, that was tough. Because I played Ancient Gods Part 2 last month when it came out. And I finished it on Ultra Nightmare. Like, or, okay. I, I was on my third Ultra Nightmare run, and I was at the final boss, and I fell through the, I fell through the world. Mm. I would have beaten the boss in that run. I'm... I'm pretty confident about that. So I'm going to say my third run. I got, I managed to get it on my fourth run. So it's I'm just going to call it my third. So I finished Ultra Nightmare on like third, fourth run. Wasn't too bad. Like I, I need something. I want to learn a new game. Oh, dude. Last thing I'll say. Yo, the platinum in this game sounds wild. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, because... I don't want to get it wrong. Well, let me see. Where's the... Oh, I'm going to have trouble finding this. God damn it. 
Um, hold on. Returnal Platinum. Because it sounds like something that, like, you would be up for uh, attempting, for sure. For sure. If I can please find it. I found it on Twitter the other day. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Please be it. Oh, my God. Dude, I hate when I can't. F God damn it. <laughs> you got to start uh, bookmarking stuff. I know, but. Uh, I be oh, wait. Please be it. It's, it's not it. Yeah, I gotta. It's 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 something like um, beat a run of the entire game. I think without taking damage. It's like something insane like that. Oh, that's like, it, brutal. It's something like fucking wild. Like a you know, flawless so, run. Huh? So that's that's a flawless run. Flawless run. Yeah. yeah like you, I. And I'm pretty sure you can't take damage. You like I'm pretty sure you can't take damage, or it's like something like. You know, you can't die. Okay, you know? can't die, I can do. No damage would be tough. I think it's one of those two, but I also hope that there's um there's some uh really Oh, here it is, I got it. Oh, I got it. Here we go. The last trophy for the Returnal Platinum. Complete a single run beginning to end using zero checkpoints and without dying. Okay, so you can't take damage, but zero checkpoints and no dying. Well, isn't that what just no dying is? It's just a flawless, like, not flawless, but, like, no checkpoint, like, checkpoints are going to help you anyway? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I guess the flawless run. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, yeah, I was. I, I can do that. I challenge you to get the Platinum and Returnal. Bet. Bet? Bet. Do I'll, you want a time frame? Uh, f fuck it, we ball. Two weeks after release. I, I, I was gonna give you a little bit more time because I know that you're, you know, a uh, a you know students. You know what I'm saying? Like I know you got things going on. Oh, but like, by the time Returnal comes out, like, when does this game come out again? April thirtieth. April thirtieth. Uh, two weeks after release should be fine. Okay. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down. Like I'm, just I'm, like I'm the platinum the or this trophy specifically. Wait, what was it? Like the platinum two weeks, or for the platinum, or this trophy specifically? No, we'll say two weeks to attain the platinum. Okay. Two okay, weeks well, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna. How? What day is it? All right, I got 13 days to finish Persona. <laughs> oh, sh you? How about this? No, you can yeah. choose. You when the can two choose when the two weeks starts. Okay. I will yeah. give myself the 14 day, but I'm playing it on. I'm playing it release night, so whatever. We ball. I think that you can do it in two weeks from from launch. Yeah, I, I believe in you, gamer boy. Two weeks to attain the Returnal Platinum. Um, hmm, what am I gonna give you if you win? Um, Nothing. I don't need. This is just a fun challenge for me. You don't need to give me anything. What? You know what? Fine. Arachnite Returnal Challenge. Not bad. Not, not bad. We'll do Arachnite, Eternal Challenge, two weeks to attain the Eternal Platinum from release date. Like, I think that you can do this. Definitely. Definitely, King. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, going off, like, I think 
I think the last point I'll say, you know, you were looking for a challenge, you want something tough. I think given that this is one of the trophies for the Platinum, I'm hoping that this game is really tough. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for, or at least like a difficulty level that those that really want a hard challenge can get it with Returnal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let, let, let's do it. Let's see if I can beat the devs at their own game. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because I've seen Hugo Martin play Doom Eternal, and you made the game, and I love the game. But... Homeboy Does he suck ever? Is uh, he bad at Doom? No, he's alright. <laughs> he aight. He aight. Oh, man. Like, but, uh... Nah, nah. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say is, like... I know I talk about Doom a lot, but... You, there are, I can, like, there are different tiers of, like, people that play in games, like, first-person shooters, and you can tell the people that are, like, good at first-person shooters by how they play Doom. Mm. Mm. That's why I want to watch you, like, I, I, I'm still waiting on those, on those Doom streams. I'm here to critique. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I gotta do it. I have to Is the last piece of DLC out yet or no? Yeah, yeah. Ancient Gods Part 2 came out already. Okay, okay. So it's all available. I can buy it all. Okay. Yeah, you can buy the season pass and get both. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, they release free master levels every so often. Like, oh. that Super Gorness master level. Uh, it, it beat my ass for a while it took me a few days to get the ultra nightmare on it somebody did it in the first i think three hours of release damn for real yeah they got the ultra nightmare on that master level in the first three hours of release Jeez. Yeah, people are crazy good at doom i'm excited to see what people do with returnal because like when they're into it like when there are some people that are into a game like they go hard, and it's always not. It's always fun to watch. You can always learn stuff from people, like professional yeah. level people playing games like these. Dude, I really hope there there's like a returnal like speed running. Oh, like, there! I'm sure challenge. there will be. Yeah. There, there are always speed runners for roguelikes. I can't wait to see those, bro. It's gonna be sick as fuck. Oh, I'm, exci I'm excited. Wait. But uh, yeah, that's that's been pretty much our overview of Returnal. Next week, we hope that there will be Metacritic and reviews out, so we can kind of just sift through those reviews and Metacritic and just read what what people have to say about the game. Um, and then, of course, expect first impressions the week after. And then, of course, ending off its uh, whole thing with a review of Returnal once we have completed. I'm gonna mark me completing a run as me beating the game. Not saying that like that is an end, but like that's how I do roguelikes, where it's like, hey, if I beat one run. That's me beating the game, essentially. Like, I've seen everything in the game. You right. know what I'm saying? Unless it's um, a Hades situation. Huh? Like a Hades situation where you need to beat multiple runs in order to see the true end. Hey, man. To me, man, look, bro. I, I, I made it out once. How many times have you finished Hades? Hey, man, I made it out once. You know what I'm saying? I saw my mama, you know? That was cool. But, uh... You've only finished Hades once? Yeah. <laughs> okay go off bro i i because i okay w when i made that call i did not know that there was like a true ending i thought that it would just be like an endless like okay like every time you're gonna see your mom and like that's all that happens you know right but 
someday I'll I'll go back and beat those other runs for sure. Someday. Someday. I believe. But you. uh, oh, I believe in you too, King. But uh, with all that being said, Arachnite, where can the people find you? I'm on the PlayStation Source Discord and the same name. I am on Twitter at M Without Fear. You can hear more hot takes, see some screenshots, have a good time. Truly, truly. Of course, this has been Save Slot Podcast, episode 13, the weekly news show about any and all things PS5, PlayStation games, and PlayStation itself. You can catch us over here on YouTube.com as PlayStation Source, as well as podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, etc. via our anchor link in the description. Like the video, like the video, and or rate the podcast to help us get seen by more viewers, so we can grow the PSS family. Down below, you can let us know what you like or dislike about the show, and connect with us further on Twitter and Discord in the description. If, you, if you're feeling generous, feel free to hit that join button to become a member of the channel with the one dollar prince tier, like the people Musa and Arachnite, and our five dollar king tier members, just like Caleb Kaiser, SideQuest Sean, Stadia Vet Gaming, and the homie. Owen, of course, you can catch the show. Sorry, just kidding. You can catch the stream series throughout the week as well if you missed it. Metal Gear Solid 4 is in full swing. And um, I think I'm going to attempt to beat Resistance 2 before Returnal comes out. But if not, we're going to do the Returnal stream. I'm not sure if I'm going to dedicate a full stream series to Returnal. I'm still thinking about what I'm going to be doing. I know I'm going to stream it when the game comes out. Absolutely. But... I'm not sure if I'm going to stream my entire playthrough of Returnal. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. But uh, other than that, check out all that stuff down below in the description. And uh, yeah, thank you all for watching. And as always, greatness, greatness awaits. awaits. Ah, a little off. Uh, it's all right.